That was a clip from the 2015 Special Olympics World Games theme song, Reach Up LA, performed by singer-songwriter Saida Garrett. Los Angeles leaders are prepping to stage the city's largest multi-sport event since the 1984 Summer Olympics, with just days to go until the opening of the 2015 Special Olympics World Games. You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. I'm Nicole Bennett. LA 2015 organizers say some 6,500 athletes from 165 countries will compete at the summer edition of the Special Olympics World Games. The opening ceremony is taking place this Saturday, July 25th, at the Los Angeles Coliseum. Over 500,000 people are expected to come out to watch competition in LA. Some 2,000 coaches and 30,000 volunteers will be in the Southern California city for the Games. Competition ends August 2nd. I spoke with Stephen Vanderpool, Senior Vice President of Communications and Media Operations for the Special Olympics World Games on Tuesday. Stephen told me the feeling throughout LA is pretty electric right now and athletes who've arrived at the games are enjoying a Hollywood treatment. He said all that's left to do now is get the word out. We're always looking to sell tickets. Uh, the opening ceremony is the only event we are ticketing. So we want to fill up the call him because that's an impactful thing to send to uh, not only the city of Los Angeles, but to the nation and because of the ESPN broadcast reach to the world. You know, the goal of the World Games is to build the awareness of these successes and inclusion for all folks who have an intellectual disability. And there's nothing better than to have a fair call him. Uh, obviously, Stevie Wonder and Avril Lavigne and Jerry uh, Balvin and Nicole Scherzinger and everyone else that's participating. We, we are confident this event is going to stick over the city of Los Angeles and leave a legacy, uh, much like it's left in Athens and, and Dublin and Shanghai. You know, I, I, I've worked with World Cup, uh, with the Women's World Cup in 99, and it's, it's really kind of the same thing. It's, you know it's going to be big, and you know that... Um, uh, there's going to be a lot of interest, but this is just the last couple of days has really just taken over the city. I mean, we have two trucks from pretty much every station out here right now. So it, it, it's fantastic. And, you know, as I said, you, you, know, you meet the athletes and how can you not want to be there. And, and uh, so all, all, everything is paying off. Now, a lot of these delegations are doing things that are, are very natural to do with the uh, – for example, American Samoa doing their dances and New Zealand doing their dances. And so it, 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 there, there's very little difference between, you know, a, a delegation arriving at a, a traditional Olympics and a special Olympics. Stevie Wonder, like you said, Avril Lavigne all headlining the opening ceremony. Um, I know it's being broadcast on ESPN on Saturday. Will any of the other events be broadcast live on ESPN throughout competition? Yeah, so so ESPN has committed to do 13 hours of, of, of programming uh, during the games, and that includes the opening ceremony. And each night they're going to do a package of, uh, of coverage be based around uh, a profile that they've already filmed. So, for example, uh, uh, they've done pieces on athletes from all over the world. So they will build their coverage around that particular athlete um, and then show that they'll have remote trucks around. But it, it, it won't be, say, like you would see on NBC where it's, you know, uh, uh, 24 hours on five different networks. But 
what ESPN is doing is, is pivotal to what we are trying to accomplish here. We've been a fantastic partner, and it's, it's the entire Disney family from from the local ABC affiliate here to Disney's, uh, the Disney family, which is actually uh, stepped up and paid for all the polos for our uh, our staff and our volunteers, and that's you know like ten thousand uh, shirts. I know I saw one of the figures online is 30,000 volunteers or, you know, and that's, that's a huge number. Um, you talk about accomplishments and, and everyone who's helped along the way. What would you say has been the biggest challenge for LA 2015 along the way? Well, I think it's just awareness of your event. I just, I, I've compared this very much to what, what I did uh, with the Women's World Cup in 99. It, it's, just not an awareness of how special an event like uh, the World Games is. Um, same, same deal as it was in 1999, you know, women's soccer, who cares? Um, but it, it's, it's just been an education process, but the payoff now is, is that I'm, I'm sitting here in the Delegation Greeting uh, Center at Loyola Marymount, and uh, we've had uh, we have 10 TV trucks sitting in front of our building. Uh, the coverage is just starting to explode and uh, the city of Los Angeles, which is you know one of the most diverse cities in all the world, is ready to beat these athletes. And I know you said talking to the athletes, seeing the athletes arriving, kind of is building anticipation for you personally for the games. What What is it like talking to athletes? What are they saying about LA and the games so far? Well, they're all very excited because they've all heard about Los Angeles and Hollywood. And, and the wonderful thing we've done here at Loyola Marymount is that there is a long sidewalk that you walk from the uh, from the bus into the into uh, into the basketball arena where we're doing this, and we've set up a red carpet. So they are walking about a 70 foot, 70 80 foot red carpet uh, into the, the, the gym. Uh, it's lined with volunteers and staff members and uh, high fiving the athletes. And they, they are very welcome here. And then, of course, today they head out to each of their host towns. And that's those that are uh, over 100 communities all over Southern California, from San Francisco to San Diego, who for the next few days are going to host, feed, entertain, provide cultural experiences for these countries. And it's just going to leave a wonderful legacy for Special Olympics here. Um, and I'm, I'm very proud to be a part of it. Um, it's, it's something that. Uh, um, really put a lot of hard work in too, uh, but I'm, I'm, I think it's going to have just an unbelievable impact on our country. Bit of a stretch, but uh, first time the summer edition of the Special Olympics World Games has been held in the U.S. in 16 years. Um, L.A. was in the running for a 2024 Olympic bid, but of course, as we know now, the USOC chose Boston. What do you think the event being held in L.A. means for a U.S. Olympic bid overall? Well, I think the great thing about the Special Olympics World Games is that it has actually been held in, in cities and countries that have hosted Olympic Games. In fact, the last Winter Games was in South Korea, the same site where the upcoming uh, IOC Winter Games have been. Uh, our last summer games were held in Athens. Uh, we were in uh, we were in China, and although it was in Shanghai, not Beijing. So I think that we, uh, you know, Special Olympics. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to see that um, you know the United States is the best place to hold the Olympic Games. Not only from uh, the, the, the support, the TV partners, the corporate partnerships, 
but the volunteers, and that's really uh, a key part in throwing these games. Uh, you know, we have all these volunteers who are providing their time with our athletes, and in Los Angeles, that was uh, a key part of the success of the 84 games. Peter uh, Ubroff uh, uh, just did a, a piece uh, in the Orange County Register where he talked about that, you know, they couldn't have done that without the 30,000 volunteers. Uh, you know, obviously we're, uh, being an Angelino, I'm, I'm disappointed Los Angeles wasn't chosen, but having spent time in Boston, I'm confident that Boston will be uh, a remarkable Olympic city, and hopefully uh, uh, they, they get the bid, and, 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 and the games get closer, and this was actually the case in 84, there was resistance to the game, but once you see what is coming, and, you know, Americans want to be good hosts, and I, I can't imagine that Boston wouldn't be one of the best Olympic cities we've ever had. Is there anything that you wanted to add? Anything that um, you wanted to kind of leave our listeners with in the lead up to the games? Special Olympics is something that Mrs. Schreiber, Mrs. Eunice Schreiber put together over 47 years ago. In fact, yesterday was the, was the anniversary of the first Special Olympics event in Chicago. Um, people know what Special Olympics is. Uh, they've heard the name, but maybe don't understand that, you know, it's it's, it's something much deeper, and it's, it's every day. Um, a lot of times we get asked, uh, oh, the Special Olympics are coming. Well, actually, Special Olympics are something that are 365 days all over the world. Uh, we, are, we in Los Angeles are fortunate enough to be hosting the World Games, which is the premier event of Special Olympics. And, you know, we're excited to, to put on a good show for the city of Los Angeles and the country and, and hopefully the world. Um, it's it's going to be important that uh, we here in Los Angeles that we have fans in the stands because our competition is is open to public and free. And for those for those folks who are not in Los Angeles can't make it games, we hope they turn into uh, tune, tune into ESPN during uh, the opening ceremonies and, and follow the coverage uh, that way. And uh, they can also follow uh, all the great stuff we're doing uh, here by uh, uh, going to at LA2015. Uh, .org on, on our on our website and also at LA2015 on our, our social media um, with the hashtag ReachUpLA. That was Stephen Vanderpool, Senior Vice President of Communications and Media Operations for the Special Olympics World Games. Be sure to check into Around the Rings online on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. I'm Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening. <laughs>